You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. Hey, I'm Ray Parker. I play Darth Maul, a Phantom Menace, and Solo, a Star Wars story, and G.I. Joe, Snake Eyes, and you're listening to Disney Universe Podcast. We would be honored if you would join us. To infinity and beyond! I'm very popular, y'all! You are, without doubt, the worst pirate I've ever heard of. But you have heard of me. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. everybody we are back uh with the disney universe podcast episode 113 so happy to be back uh changing up the intro a little bit uh this week maybe trying to uh something a little bit different uh we've been trying new stuff throughout the year so uh like i said uh we are episode 113 it's gonna be a fun show we're gonna be doing a little uh belated review on rescue rangers the live action slash animated movie on disney plus along with our continuation of obi-wan shinobi the breakdown of chapters or parts four through six i am one of your hosts joey and of course with me is one of my co-hosts uh the big smooth alex ryan is on uh assignment tonight so he'll be back real soon but uh what's up alex man how you doing i'm I'm doing with the fates man and the fate for us is to be here uh super i i'm very disappointed the son of darkness isn't here to share in on the back end of what was, I mean, we'll get into it later, but an amazing series, <laughs> an amazing finale. Um, and yeah, I'm stoked. Better late than never on Chip and Dale. Uh, Ryan's going to the park soon. You know, uh, it was a busy May, uh, June, still busy. I mean, life yeah. keeps going, but I'm just stoked with all the Disney Star Wars, Marvel. I we, we ain't even really got to talk too much about Miss Marvel. I just watched episode two today. And oh. I'm really loving that show. Yeah, it is a great show. We can touch on it uh, shortly, even uh, when we get to our news. Uh, I just want to welcome, if anybody's new to the show, uh, welcome. Uh, glad to have you here. And I uh, just want to let you know that, you know, we are the Disney universe. We talk about everything in that universe from Lucasfilm, Pixar, Marvel, uh, 20th Century Studios, uh, the parks, music, everything. So glad you uh, came aboard. And, everything uh, the Disney arm touches is yours, Disney Universe. Yes, and that shadowy place in the corner. Don't pay attention to that. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's, that's what just we call a universe. Nah, we don't hate you. <laughs> <like> that. <laughs> that is true, but um, I said there's normally three of us, so uh, Ryan will be back soon. Um, before we get to some of the news items that we got, we're just going to do a little bit of housekeeping, some of the business stuff. So, uh, of course, uh, we couldn't do this show without our very special uh, club members, uh, crew, what we call them, DU crew. Uh, this is our Patreon. And uh, right now we got three tiers. I'm going to restructure this real soon. And we're, we're actually going to add some some fun things, uh, some fun chats, bonus episodes. So uh, we, we do have some a uh, little bit of pixie dust going on uh, with our uh, 
Patreon. But like I said, we call it the DU Crew. So if you want to join in, help support the show, you just go to patreon.com backslash DU Crew. And uh, we want to give a shout out to our good friends, uh, Superfan, uh, Jennifer, and Sasquatch, uh, Alfredo, and John. John helped me a lot when we were down there for Star Wars Celebration. And, um, you know, it, <laughs> yeah, I put him to work. So <laughs> thank you. Not only is he a D- DU Crew member, but uh, yeah, he really uh saved my butt and helped me out he's the lifter droid yes he was lifting (laughs) us up absolutely you john yes sir can't wait to actually cheers to you in person again hopefully soon all y'all shout out to all the uh, du crew um love love you guys for the support i look forward to my chance to run into you all in person uh those i think joe you met all of them and all of our crew i have met them all except Alfredo, and I've known Alfredo the longest through Facebook groups and everything. So hopefully I will run into you, Alfredo, uh, this year at D23. So definitely making it uh, a priority. And uh, thank you guys for the support. Uh, but like I said, we, we are restructuring Patreon. We are going to add add a few uh, extra uh, perks uh, to everything. So thank you guys for your continued support. And just hit us up if you guys want to join the crew. Um, of you course... Are- Yes, and you know it's going to be fun. Want to join the crew? I know what we're cooking. Yes, what the DU crew is cooking. Actually, technically, the Jungle Crew Skipper is cooking because it's the same guy. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, those guys. Dumb joke, but hey, if you guys are headed to the parks anytime soon, or just like showing off in any cool Disney, Star Wars, or Marvel clothing, uh, definitely check out our good friends at Neverland Trading. Uh, They put out some really good. Uh, like I said, Disney, Star Wars, Marvel, not just shirts, but they got hats, stickers, accessories, and Matt Trees are just some super cool people. So um, you can actually go to their website, which is uh, NeverlandTrading.com, pick what you want to get, go to the checkout, use the promo code DVERSE, that's D-V-E-R-S-E, and you'll at checkout, and you'll get a nice little discount. And want to shout out our good buddies, uh, Discord Peril. Uh, this is where music and Disney collide. Uh, basically, um, great mashups of Disney characters with uh, famous uh, rock and punk albums. So um, they just they sold out everything too. Yeah, yeah. Outcast one on there. Yeah, and I actually have that shirt, the Toy Cast, and I love it. Their shirts are comfortable. Uh, Matt's a great guy. We're going to have him on real soon to talk about the off-market mouse coming up real soon. I just thought of a new one. I thought of yeah. a new Discord shirt. Oh, here we go. I don't know if I should drop here. If we should give Matt the exclusive. We'll give Matt the exclusive. But we'll give Matt the exclusive. Is there a little tease to that, though? Maybe. Um, uh, Mando Mind? Ooh. My mind is or, or inquiry. Mind? <laughs> nice. I think I know where you're going with that. So, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have to hit up Matt for sure. But, uh Definitely check them out at www.discord.com. That's D-I-Z-C-O-R-E.com. And like you said, we're going to have Matt again on the show real soon, talking about off-market mouse happening uh, in September. And we got something else cooking with Matt and some other uh, friends of the show. I will touch on that later on. But Speaking hey. of rats cooking, ratatouille. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um 
But I, I welcome our new our new listeners, and of course, I would like to welcome our returning listeners and friends to the show. So, thank you guys for the continued support and listening and interactions. Uh, we have a lot of in- interactions going on, especially on our socials that we'll get to real soon. But um, I think we'll just uh, continue the housekeeping and switch. Actually, move away from the housekeeping and get to some of the news, rumors, uh, anniversaries that have recently happened. So, I will pass the mic. Over to Alex. What's 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 going on? Um, I guess a good way to jump off is with Cars Land. Uh, yes, we did uh, just celebrate the 10 year anniversary of Cars Land. Opened June 15th, 2012, uh, with a uh, media event on June 13th, 2012. Um, yeah, Cars Land. It was, it was a big expansion. One of the things uh, Disney Parks released a cool little video with one of the head creatives from Pixar that helped open that up. I know we uh, hopefully we all saw Imagineering story. That's required reading for this podcast. Yeah, if, it's, if not, it's just good to watch for any Disney parks lover. But watching Kevin Rafferty talk about that, I uh, I think one of the things that stuck out to me is how they had were planning a Cars themed land prior to the movie being released. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Um, one of the things I remember seeing in the concept art. For uh, those Walt Disney World fans, uh, the uh, it looked like they were planning a version of the sci-fi drive-in or dine-in restaurant, uh, which we would have had over here, which would have been really cool. Yeah. Uh, my uh, young Disney World uh, memories, one of the coolest things uh, I remember doing was that sci-fi d- dine-in. Um, so that would have been cool. And uh, especially even with Cars, the movie being a thing, that, that would have been a... I mean, who knows? Let's. Uh, I don't know where you put it, but uh, I, it could take the place of the uh, Avengers e ticket if that ever happens. Because yeah. it backs up to it. Yeah, it's still yeah. happening. I remember that concept art. And it, yeah, because I and I love sci-fi cafe or dine-in as it's called, and I remember seeing that. And it, it was more even like fifties. Oh, it seemed fifties themed, yeah. or kind of like that. Uh, I'm, I'll go like American Graffiti. Yeah, uh, I always think of the drive-in scene in Greece. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and uh, so hopefully that's something that does come up. So, we're, fingers crossed. I mean, Flo's kind of took the place of what you think because that's the drive in diner, which was a big thing back then. Yeah. Um, but Do you have any favorite back memories back? of Cars Land since you've been there? Or? Um, so, I've never, I don't think I've ever caught Shaboom, which is uh. one of my favorite songs because of that movie. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, every night at dusk and or sundown, I guess those are technically two different times. Uh, they can't tell you exactly when the time, but they tell you at sundown, Cars Land, as in the movie Cars, uh, the uh, neon all lights up to the tune of uh, Shaboom by the Chords, which is the song that plays in the movie. Yeah. And I've always dreamed of catching that and doing a little cruise down Route 66, dancing with my boo. Um, so, uh, at some point I hope to see that, uh, my most vivid memory is, I believe it was the year it opened probably within the month, if not the same week, we were down there to see the giants play the angels, mm. but we did not have park tickets that week. So we went into downtown Disney and I have a really cool, I don't know it's cool. It was a funny picture. Every time I see it, it's me on the gates of California adventure yeah. Uh, you know, back when you could walk that close to the park uh, yeah. without a ticket. And uh, 
I was just hanging on the fence. Like I want to go, I want to see cars. <laughs> I, I, I can't, couldn't tell you when I first did see it, but I'll always remember that time being there and not being able to see it. And of course, since, um, you know, been a bunch of times, I think what I was starting to get to talking about that little three minute feature on uh, parks blog today, uh, he makes mention to the fact that, that you know, with Disneyland's, we're used to Adventureland, Tomorrowland, Fantasyland, lands where multiple different stories fall into place. And with Cars Land, it was the first time they created a land that was, uh, you know, one story takes place here. Basically, this is the exclusive land for the, the Cars franchise. You're not really going to see them plug any other IP or, or anything into those lands. And in that sense, it was kind of the predecessor or the uh, it made way for Galaxy's Edge. Because yeah. Galaxy's Edge is the same same sort of idea. They b- built a land, a place, and so it required so much more attention to detail. Um, you have to go deeper into the land. Like when you go into Cars Land, like you have Sarges and Flows and the Cozy Cones. Like they couldn't really miss or skip over anything in that. Um with galaxy's edge, it being a new uh, place that we're not familiar with. They have a little bit more Liberty, but you know, obviously you're not going to see another Disney dark ride or (laughs) Marvel thing plugged into there. That's going to be exclusively star Wars. Yeah. uh, Recently, uh, you know, they're, they're breaking the timeline. That's a new thing there too. Not to stray too far from cars, but uh, that, the fact that uh, I made that connection that uh, Cars Land is kind of the spiritual predecessor to Galaxy's Edge, I thought was really cool to think about. No, absolutely. And I remember when I first got to Cars Land, I think just a month after it opened, and I was like, "This." I knew then that's like, all right, our, our Imagineers can do anything because we were transported into a Pixar movie. And one of my favorite things that it was so hard to see, and I've, I mentioned this on uh, on this show and uh, all aboard, but one of my favorite details, because there's so much detail in into this entire land, but when, when it's not too crowded and you're at the intersection where the yellow light's blinking, you can actually see the pavement uh, change. So in cars, lightning repaves the main street because oh, you ruined okay. it. And then, but if you're going towards like, uh, Luigi's or towards the um, uh, side of flows uh, to get to like the marina, it's old concrete. And so the, the, the new concrete overlaps the old, old concrete. So I love that detail. I do love the lighting ceremony with Shaboom. That is so awesome. And just, I mean, it, and it's usually closer to a dusk than sunset. Okay. Um, uh, and they'll, they'll let you know, like, yeah, you know, Say in, in the middle of summer when it gets darker later, they'll say about six forty-five. Yeah, know? I know we've yeah. just experienced the uh, that summer equinox, so we just yeah. had the longest day of summer. I'm looking out the window. I'm thinking it probably would have happened about thirty minutes ago. Yeah, good chance. As of yeah, we're at almost nine o'clock, so yeah. pretty pretty close. Um, and they actually do a a winter version. Uh, when it's all done up for uh, Christmas, because we all know Cars Land is even cooler during Christmas and Halloween. Yes. And so I think it was the Supremes doing a uh, Winter Wonderland as okay. a lighting ceremony. So nice. It might, and, 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 no, go ahead. 
Oh no, no, that was it. I I, I don't know if it's the the Supremes, but it is definitely one of the uh, sounds like one of the old Motown girl groups uh, the group, girl groups. Yeah, the Donettes, um, <laughs> which are all highlighted in flows. You know, because the backstory is she was in a girl group, a car girl singing group in the '60s. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, and I, I appreciate you bringing that up because that's another one of the cool things about Cars Land that they do have those overlays, the Halloween. And uh, I don't know that there's a car pun uh, name for their holiday time. I think it's a pretty similar. I think it's a Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays. Okay. But uh, they, they go, I mean, I think of all the lands and all the places for both holidays, you're going to get more. Like, it's equal to uh, Haunted Mansion Holiday as far as the scale they do in the redecorating. Let's put it that yeah. way. No, absolutely. It's worth uh, a trip during those times just to see both. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so that's happy- another really cool plus from Cars Land. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I I got a little ahead of our, ourselves earlier, but like I, I'm trying to think of if what could you add to that land. I guess – you know what? I I have been saying that that drive-in uh, if if they could muscle up the space somewhere, yeah, it would be amazing. And it goes back to the post-credit little thing on I think Cars Two or the first Cars where they're at the actual drive-in with drive-in a different Pixar. and yeah. all the John Ratzenberger cameos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all they're using the same actor and different characters. Yeah, I think that was Cars too, but it might be Cars one. Yeah, it was one. You know, you know what? I think it was the end of the first one because it was at Radiator Springs still after it got all done up. So, um, but yeah, the Cars. Um, I, I oh, what I was gonna say that I think that uh, if they were to add anything, and this actually is kind of uh, in respect to the space, uh, they are one of the best as as far as the characters being out there. You get lightning, you get a mater. Um, I don't think we've seen DJ's dance party in a while, but I thought that was always fun. I definitely walked yeah. on that a few times. And then Red, um, he had his, his little corner. I don't know. Is that still there before you get to Cars Land or before you get to Avengers Campus? It, it is. And they, I've seen Red there still. And I've even seen them like in front of the Stanley statue. And, and so they, they move Ramirez. around. We got Cruz Ramirez. We get Cruz. Yeah. Uh, so the one that I would like to see is Miss Fritter from uh, Cars 3. <laughs> She'd be cool, yeah. That would be a fun character. Uh, the big school, Demolition Derby school bus from Cars 3. She would fit back in that same space where Red does his little spot along the path to Avengers Campus. Yeah. Um, it would be a great, uh, great one to see coming down Route 66 during Halloween, too. I would like to see Ramon only to see hydros yeah. <laughs> going up. That'd be a good one too. And, I, and you know, it wouldn't be taking up as much space as a whole new attraction or restaurant. They could definitely, you know, they bring these in and out of backstage. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, happy anniversary to cars land. Yeah. We love you. We love you. Looking forward to going back. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess the the next thing we were going to talk about uh, it goes with uh, the parks. Uh, this is in the more speculatory space, but for those of you, I don't think either of us have seen Lightyear yet. Correct. But uh, there is a heavy speculation, uh, I guess, based on you know potentially what some people have heard behind the scenes, 
and from watching the movie. And uh, hopefully those of y'all who've seen the movie can help us out in the comments. But uh, that there will be a Lightyear retheme to Disneyland's Space Mountain. Um, and initially I was uh, like, I, I clicked on this video on YouTube because I was like, no way. Like Space Mountain's a classic. You yeah. can't do that. Like we've had the the limited reskins with uh, Ghost Galaxy and uh, Hyperspace Mountain, which I think a lot of people have said, if you kept it as Hyperspace Mountain, we'd be okay with that. Yeah. You know? Even do the Chili Peppers thing that one day. <laughs> yeah, the Chili Peppers. Um, but uh, retheming to like a, a, a super new uh, property, even I guess it's kind of an old property, but like new movie. Um, but the reason why I, I should uh, elaborate for those of y'all who haven't seen these uh, speculatory videos on YouTube that I have or haven't seen the movie, there is a, a structure in the movie Lightyear that is progressively being built during the film. And I guess there's probably – I'm – some sort of interaction with it. Um, but it looks strikingly similar to space mountain. Um, and I, I don't know if, uh, there was plans for this to be a temporary thing prior to the movie came out, or if it was something that hinged on how well the movie does, uh, which I think the jury's still out. I've a lot of the reviews that I've seen have enjoyed it, but I don't think the numbers have supported it being like a big Pixar blockbuster. Yeah, I've from from what I've seen, it's like you said, the jury is pretty 50-50 right now. Um, speaking on behalf of the Disney universe, Ryan ha he saw it and he loved it, okay. which is that's ain't a lot because we know Ryan's like a lot of movies. Dad jokingly, nothing. Yes, but he loved this movie. Um, I've heard that even lends its way to future films. Um, that being said, I, yeah, I have heard this rumor. Like I said, I haven't seen the film yet, but I'm it's I'm okay with a Buzz Lightyear overlay since we do have good overlays. But I don't know if I'd want a, a full retheme because I love permanent. a permanent retheme. Um, especially, I feel like they built. Uh, Pixar Pier to bring more Pixar stuff to DCA. So it feels weird for them to bring something new Pixar to Disneyland, even though we already got the Astro Blasters. Um, and then Woody and, and uh, Jesse are still in Frontierland once and in a while. we're getting a Toy Story Hotel. I mean. Yeah. So. I think a Lightyear room would be cool. I mean, it's just kind of, I mean, I, I don't know that that's going to be a thing, especially considering the uh, continuity of what we can now call the Toy Story universe. Yeah. Um, T-S-E-U. <laughs> and I, I hope it would be better than the live-action Buzz Lightyear that they got walking around Disneyland. Uh, Ace Ventura in a spacesuit is what I've been calling them. Um, but I remember this happening to the early days of social media and the, the interwebs. But when Meet the, Meet the Robinsons came out, there was that one little scene. Today Land. Of, of Today Land. <laughs> And people are like, oh, they're going to remodel back to the 1985 uh, Tomorrowland. And so, you know, I think it was more paying homage to something than trying to do something like that. But it doesn't surprise me that they would want to bring a new IP into Disneyland. But I don't know. I mean, it's not I mean, a new IP, really. Well, 
Yeah. I was just thinking, I was like, if we, you know, Toy Story Hotel, by the time that thing opens up, if you count all the Toy Story theme properties in Disneyland Resort as a whole, it's probably more than Disney World and they have their own Toy Story Land. Yeah, absolutely. Good point. So, Although I am looking forward to the Roundup Barbecue should be open by the time I'm there. <laughs> oh, that's right. So, um, yeah, again, without seeing the movie, I'm not really for it, but, you know, if uh, for permanent. But as long as it's like an overlay, you can do projection mapping on the outside, which I love. We, we need more projection mapping, I think, on Space Mountain. So, uh I guess uh, we will wait and see. And as for a little bit of segue, the C part will be happening this September at D23, (laughs) uh, where a lot of people are expecting a announcement for a new Tomorrowland. The the announcement we've been waiting for, for, I guess, close to a decade now, at least five years. Yeah, I know every D23 I've been to, I've been at three or four park panels, the last three or four. And every year is like, okay, this is a year. Okay. Then nothing. All right, this is a year. Okay, nothing. So we'll we'll find out. I mean, but uh, you you were saying that we had a little bit of news of D twenty three. Yeah. So so D twenty three happening September ninth um, uh, through eleventh. Uh, just recently announced. Uh, so we got. Countdown on the website, 77 days, 11 hours, 55 minutes and uh, seconds. Um, but they, they're starting to announce actual uh, things that are going on here. Uh, some panels, some uh, presentations, and some a lot of them are really exciting. So I lost a page I was at. I know that I, I did see they announced the parks panel is Sunday. Yeah. Um, and and uh, yeah, I think what you're talking about is they announced like the run a show for kind of the main panels, uh, the live action panel, the animation panel. So like Star Wars, Marvel, they will be in the live action panel, presumably. Yes, yes, most likely. Um, and that's probably you, you think uh, they'll include Fox productions. They could, especially with Avatar coming out in December. So uh, here's some of the big panels that they got going on. So Friday, the the ninth. Um, and one thing that's kind of weird is usually the night before D23 is when they actually have a special uh, 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 the Disney Legends Award Ceremony, but it's actually going to be Friday morning. And so one of the big things about the um, expo is this will actually kick off Disney's 100th birthday as a company, uh, which that's where D23, the 23 comes from 1923. <laughs> so, um, We'll we'll get uh to find out who the next uh, Disney Legends will be. We might have to change our our name to Du Twenty Three next year for the I already had the year. Yes, I already had. I was thinking about that shirt already that to pass out. So, nice. um, and we're we're going to definitely break down the expo uh, probably around August a little bit more. Uh, one thing I always like to figure out though is, do you have any predictions on who might be? Labeled as a Disney legend. Huh. Or somebody you would like to see as a Disney legend. Did they already do The Rock? No. Honestly, and like That's mine. I don't feel like he's there yet, but I feel like they've they're giving it to people so quickly based on their status. I wouldn't be surprised if he was on the list. 
especially with the way he talks about his involvement with the company going forward. Like they're, I don't know. I, I, I know a lot of people were just talking about the, uh, his first post about being cast in jungle cruise. And he took that picture, uh, in front of the old last weekend, uh, art Herb Ryman did uh, the original idea for Disneyland. And a lot of people got scared that we we're going to see the rock in jungle cruise at the parks. Uh, yeah. uh, Johnny Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, which I think at this point, after they've edited the ride, I think less people would be mad about it than they were before. Now that the ride's already been edited, you know? Yeah. But uh, I, I guess to that, and I, I just, I expect it. I mean, he's, I mean, who could forget, uh, what was it? The Babysitter or that movie he was in? The, uh, the that was been. That was Vin Diesel, I think. No, he was in one where he was like a football player. It's a Disney movie. Oh, The Game Plan. The Game Plan. Thank you. Which is a great movie. Yeah. Uh, I love it because I'm a big Elvis fan, and he is the king, Joe King, and is a big Elvis fan in the movie. Um, Shout out to the new Elvis movie coming out this Friday. Cannot wait to see it. Uh, Shout out to Addy, uh, who was at Jury Duty, and they had the game Game Plan playing in Jury Duty, so... Very cool. And that's the type of stuff they're programming people with before they go in and be jurors. In this but, but he was also in the Return to Witch Mountain. Was it Witch Mountain? Yes. Secret of Witch Mountain, Return Secret. to Witch Mountain. I think there were two of those. Yeah, there's one from the 70s. Okay. Then then the the sequel that he was in. Yes. Uh, Jungle Cruise, obviously, um, which I hope there's more Jungle Cruise movies. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love those. It was great. He was the main producer on... Uh, Behind the attraction, mm-hmm. um, and like you said, he, he wants to. And one thing I love about Jungle Cruise is that everything, every time he talked about it, it was always going back to Walt, like the spirit of Walt, and everything. So, um, I, I'm with it as long as he, I mean he's got that reverence for the company and and what brought us to where we are. Yeah. Do you Absolutely. have uh, another one? I just thought of another name that you're f- pretty fond of. Um, thinking musically. Oh my gosh! It was funny because I was actually literally thinking like uh, when they announced the cast for Jungle Cruise. I'm like, oh, here, here's a future Disney legends, uh, Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt. But <laughs> what about Emily Emily Blunt? Does she have other? Oh, she's Mary Poppins too. I forgot she, about she's that. She's Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> I mean, that's enough of a resume, especially, I mean, I'm not trying to shade Disney legends, but like Whoopi Goldberg, I mean. No, she got a, she, she was a surprise one last time. Uh, I'm just saying, you got Mary Poppins and Jungle Cruise. That's Disney legend right there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, who are, you, who are you thinking? Michael Giacchino. Giacchino. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and, and maybe Andrew Stanton. I know we'll, we'll get into the Obi-Wan conversation in a little bit, but uh, we, we did the IMDb-ing, and it is that same Andrew Stanton who directed uh, Finding Nemo, Finding Dory, and yeah. head writer on Obi-Wan. Yeah, uh, part six. I think he was on a couple. I saw him on – or it might have been producer, different credit or something, but – yeah. I had seen him previously, and I, the question arose: Is that the same Andrew Stanton? <laughs> so, I am all for Michael Giacchino because uh, he's done 
not only Disney, but he's done Marvel, Pixar, and Star Wars. <laughs> so he, he did Rogue One. Something coming up, or just directed something? Yeah, he's directing the um, the Werewolf by Night. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Also, and, Marvel, Disney, yeah. Yeah, and with the Bring recent, <laughs> even and as even with him, as much, I mean. With with the recent news that happened today, if it's actual news, but uh, John Williams announced through the uh, Washington Post that he's going to retire from film composing. Uh, I think he's a Disney legend, also. Um, He's going out like Coach K, going out like Chipper Jones, getting that victory lap. Yeah, I I don't think there was a question that any of us were going to go see Indiana Jones five, but I feel kind of. I mean, for some people, that's going to put some more butts in the seats. Oh, absolutely. I'm not so, saying it's like a sales tactic, but like there's a reverence there for John Williams if you know anything about movies. Yeah. And man, uh, I'm, I'm a little slight uh, side tangent here, but I saw it. I posted it on Twitter and Facebook, but I'm like, I saw his name uh, trending. And I was just like, what? No, don't tell me. Please don't yeah. tell me. And then I saw that he's retiring. I'm like, it's like the old <laughs> protect Betty White tweets, you know? <laughs> exactly. So R- I did R- that. B, another Disney legend, if she's not already. I believe she is. Yeah. yeah so so I, you know, we'll, we'll probably find out uh, a month or so before uh, who the legends are. But I think those are some good ones. Um, I, also- I, I do remember when I went to Disney World seeing the set of Golden Girls on the old uh, backlot tour at Hollywood. Oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was gone when I was there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Later on that day at 3.30, like you said, the big big panel will be the uh, Disney Live Action, Pixar Animation Studios, and Walt Disney Animation Studios. So this is usually my favorite panel of each D23. Um, The biggest surprises, the biggest celebrities – uh, I'll break these down later on, but uh, yeah, this this is the big one for me for sure. And I'm surprised they haven't added uh, 20th Century in there. Like I said, especially with Avatar coming out in December. Yeah, so. I think that panel usually has that animation. I, mean, I guess they all do a pretty good job of giving you bits of things that are really far down the calendar. Um, I don't know if you were there, um, but when I want to say Adina Menzel saying let it go at a d23 like four years before frozen even came out yeah i I was at that d23 but i wasn't in that panel they actually had separate they they had the live action and animated separated at at one time so but so so you've got people hearing this song and i i mean i I, i'm i would have liked it i'm sure I, i liked it when i heard it but, oh, yeah, me too. Uh, like when Frozen came out, me and my niece saw it about three weeks before it was released. We, we got a, into a sneak preview. And at once that, I'm like, oh, that, that song, that's going to be the showstopper. Little did I know it was going to blow up as much as it did. But I, I love Frozen. In that context, like three, four years before it came out, I always yeah. go back to the story. I think we just talked about this. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Stephen Colbert posted the thing at uh, Star Wars Celebration when you guys were in Chicago. Yeah. The story on his show about winning tickets to see the original Star Wars two weeks before it came out and going back to school with his friends, feeling like he was living in another world because they have not seen what he saw. 
That's how I would have felt if I saw Let It Go four years before everyone else. Yeah, like, right. Or, or, or like in Hot Tub Time Machine where he, he goes back and does Lugal. It's like, hey, I know about <laughs> something that's going to be extremely popular way before everyone else. Let's capitalize on this. Yeah. So um, so that, that, that'll be it for Friday. Saturday, this is really cool. Uh, they're actually going to have filmmaker, celebrity talent as a prize guest for separate Marvel Studios and Lucasfilm uh, panel. So okay. I don't know if the, I don't know if that's together or separate, but they're also not only will they be talking about upcoming hopefully movie. Well, it's theatrical, so we didn't get any Star Wars movies announced. The only Lucasfilm movie announced at Celebration was Indiana Indiana Jones 5. So we'll probably get more plus they'll give us the D23 or uh, D, Disney Plus, I'm sorry. Uh, titles coming up. I think it's just going to be more from Disney Plus stuff, only because they have said that uh, Taika Waititi's Star Wars will be the next Star Wars movie we'll see. Yeah, um, I know we've been here heard about Patty Jenkins' uh, Rogue Squadron, but uh, I couldn't imagine Taika Waititi had time to do much on Star Wars with Thor: Love and Thunder just now coming out. Oh no, he, he's writing it right uh, right now. He's still in the writing process. I'm but by by September, yeah. But according to the website, though, that the, it, they will be showcasing theatrical and Disney Plus titles for Star for, Wars specifically well, for Marvel and Lucasfilm. Okay. That's all it so said. Marvel's got theatrical. We know what they yeah. have in the pipes. <laughs> Star Wars, I don't think we'll have. I mean, hopefully, maybe some casting or I don't know. They, yeah, they always we'll show up with stuff that no one else is really going to see until a while later. And lucky for them, none of it has really bit them in the butt as far yeah. as, <laughs> you know, bad casting or, well, no, I will take that. I, I won't say it bit them in the butt, but I do remember Rhea and the last dragon. They had ori- originally cast Cassie Steele as uh Rhea and then recast her with Kelly Marie Tran along the way. I'm not sure on the specific reasoning behind it. But I yeah. do remember seeing pictures of Cassie Steele and uh, <clears throat> who played Sisu. Um, Aquafina. Aquafina. Thank you. Seeing them together from, I guess the last D23. Yeah. No, two, two D23s ago. Cause that movie came out last year. Yeah. From 2019. No. Yeah. Okay. I don't know, man. <laughs> it would have been the last D23. Then then the big one uh, will be, or the big one of the next day, uh, there's also branded television, but I said we'll, we'll break some of those down later. But Sunday, the big one is the Disney Parks experiences and products. And I'm excited for this one because the last couple of years I've done this, it, the chairman of the, the parks was uh, Chapek, and he just even annoyed me back then. But uh, this will be uh, headlined by Josh Tomorrow who uh, I know I'm a fan of. Ryan's a fan. I'm pretty sure you're a fan of, too. So Yeah, we like um, Josh. We, yeah. we want him to take JPEG's job, honestly. Yeah, so that'll be the one on Sunday. And plus, they're also doing a Disney Princess, the concert, um, later on that Sunday. And um, very cool. So like I said we'll break down some of these panels uh, later, uh, further down the road. Another thing that they announced, too, was uh, the archives uh, one of the biggest part of d23 is a walt disney archives and so this year uh this year's archives and it's a big old walkthrough panel we, one year was like 50 years of disney pirates uh disneyland's 60th anniversary 
one was just on the Imagineers is amazing. So this year, like I said, will be a hundred years of wonder. Um, just kicking off a hundred years of Disney history from TV to parks to everything. And this is where I actually bumped into Tony Baxter at the Disneyland a 60th anniversary one. So this is always a big highlight uh, uh, floor thing uh, during the D23. Uh, yes, I've seen uh, video from them all, and it would definitely be something I'd be, you know, as I said, I'm still tinkering with the idea of trying to get there for that Sunday panel. But that would be one of the things I would be highlighting, uh, trying to go there. Um, I think one of the last ones was uh, in 2019, it was Costumes. Yeah, and it that was cool. And included a lot of the old 20th movies because that was just after Disney acquired 20th Century Fox. Yeah. Now 20th Century Studios to remain. That one was really cool. Accurate. And it, so one thing that was actually just brought out today was um, one of the big parts of D23 is also uh, is obviously shopping. So they'll have the the uh, Expo favorites, the Mickey's of Glendale, um, the D23 Expo shop, and uh, I think they got they moved on, but they're actually doing a thing called the D23 Expo Marketplace. So they're adding a few other things. So one of the ones that they're adding uh, is called the World of Wakanda. And there's, uh, yeah, so this is pretty cool. Uh, I'll just uh, briefly mention it, but it's basically inspired by the vibrant landscape of Wakanda. This collection for Marvel will celebrate the iconic film Black Panther. This collection will also be available on Shop Disney. So some very cool uh, World of Wakanda clothing, accessories. and Are there images of this right now you're looking at? Just the logo. Okay. So if any... And uh, I am I'm sure about come- that life. You know that. Yeah. And, 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 other- and I can assume we're going to see a good, uh, I mean, it's been real choppy what we've seen about uh, Black Panther 2. Uh, I don't think there's even really, maybe some images, but there's definitely not a teaser. But by that point, we'll be two months out from the movie. So yeah, I, I'm assuming if you haven't already seen it, there's probably a world premiere trailer going on. And yeah, and, there should be. Uh, with the success of the original Black Panther, I could assume full merch and media blitz from Disney going towards uh, Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see the first real tease of it somewhere in Thor, Love and Thunder, if not after Ms. Marvel, but I'm thinking Thor. And another thing that's coming out that I'm really excited for is called Guided by the Light, uh, designed by Ashley Eckstein. Okay. So this... Yeah, so this is going to be very cool. So if you don't know, uh, Guided by the Light is a collection from Star Wars Clone Wars star Ashley Eckstein, a voice of Ahsoka. She's also the uh, creator of her universe. And actually, uh, they have a unisex uh, line called Our Universe, um, basically drawn from the her journey as Ahsoka. So special items highlight the importance of Ahsoka's strength during the times of deep and darkness. And this collection, too, will also be available on Shop Disney. And there's just a few sketches, and it, it looks mostly Ahsoka inspired. But like I said, there's there's a girl and a guy in the sketches. So this makes me I love a, a lot of her designs, and uh, like I said, it is pretty unisex. So we all we're all this is a great way to uh, get ready even for the Ahsoka show if you're not a fan already. So I, I didn't cop it. I really wanted to get it for Addy, but uh, she had dropped a Ahsoka spirit jersey a couple months or maybe even a year ago sold out instantly but uh if there's ever another drop of that i'll be trying to get that for addy but uh 
Big ups, shout out to Ahsoka, the original Ahsoka, we'll call her, OGA. Uh, she did a signing meet and greet at uh, Star Wars, not Star Wars Launch Bay, uh, Trading Post, Star Wars Trading mm-hmm. Post in downtown Disney today. Yeah. Uh, where she had people waiting for her from 6 a.m. for a 2 o'clock uh, meet and greet. So, Which is cool because she doesn't actually do – she. She does a lot of these signings and appearances at Disney World because that, that's uh, she's East Coast now, or she's always been uh, East Coast. But they were recently uh, her and her husband, who's a former Angels uh, World Series champion, uh, uh, David Eckstein. They just celebrated their 20th anniversary of uh, beating the Giants in the World Series. Ooh. But but they're my number two team, so I, I got to give props to that. So yeah. when when in Rome, uh, coming to Disneyland and sign. So. Uh, last thing uh, announced too was if you've been in the parks uh, w- within the last year, year and a half, uh, Disney Munchlings are huge. The little plush, uh, the little plush toys with a change of clothes. Those are Numios. Oh, okay. I'm looking at something different then. Uh, these are a, a uh, brand. Oh, are the other ones. So Munchlings, sorry, is a brand new line of plush toys inspired okay. by t- tasty treats from Disney Parks Main Street Bakery, and will include. Scented Mickey Mouse cinnamon swirl bun and Mickey Minnie Mouse wild strawberry cupcake. So basically, it's like lots of lots of bunny or yeah, bear. Like a, Smells like strawberries. A Mickey so. premium bar plush yeah. and a, a crispy treat plush. Uh, I've seen the Numios and I've seen the Wishables. I like both. I uh, I would probably would have got more into Wishables. I saw uh, they just did a. Uh, galaxy's edge line that had like a little hondo they did like a star tours one that had like a little star speeder like there's a lot of little cool think disney parks beanie babies basically yeah pretty much Um, and then the numios um the idea of getting one and dressing it in the same clothes that you have i'm kind of cool with that but just like it pops were to me at one point, it was uh, yeah. something that I was like, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I'm going <laughs> to spend a lot of money on this. And, and even at a young age, I probably would have been about it too. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, But we, we will definitely break down more of D23 as we get closer. And we'll send um, Brian out to look for some munchlings because I think that's right <laughs> up his alley. Yeah, he might eat the plush. So, Boomerang <laughs> the munchling, Ryan. Uh, is there any other news or... Nah, I mean, if we think of it later, we'll talk about it next time. But okay, I do got one more anniversary. I'll go. I'll glaze over this really shortly. But uh, just the other day, uh, we are recording uh, on the twenty third, so I believe is the twenty first was the twentieth anniversary of Lilo and Stitch. Hey, uh, one of my one of my favorite uh, modern or newer. No, twenty years ago, it's still one of my favorite newer movies. It feels weird saying that, but. Um, no, I, I love Stitch. Like I said, anything that throws Elvis into there, I'm a big fan of. And uh, who who would have known this little lovable uh, experiment would have been such a fan favorite of a character. So, And uh, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but they just launched a Stitch dance party in Tomorrowland at that Tomorrowland Terrace area right across from Galactic Grill, former cool. home of the uh, Jedi Training Academy. <clears throat> uh, I wouldn't. I, I couldn't tell you the accurate name, but it's something along the lines of Stitch's Galactic Tropical Dance Party. It's like a Hawaiian space 
dance party. It goes down nightly in the uh, Tomorrowland Terrace, as I said, right there by the Galactic Grill. And is also, uh, they're trying to keep that late night menu thing going. So they have a late night chicken tender dish that is served when the Stitch dance party starts. There's also a new late night poutine menu back at the Red Rose Tavern in Fantasyland. Um, but yeah, big, big ups to Stitch. I think yes. on the pantheon of Disney characters, he's got to be respected in the top. I mean, as far as like merchandise sales, top 10 easy. Yeah. And the mark, uh, I'm just like I said, I was going to talk briefly about it, but I remember the trailers uh, when the movie was just being marketed and how the trailer would be like uh, Ariel singing part of your world and stitch with the pop up or then. Even uh, Aladdin and Jasmine singing on the uh, magic carpet, and then Stitch pulls up in his little Cadillac spaceship, and Jasmine jumps off the carpet into the uh, into his little buggy. And even the Lion King, uh, Rafiki was holding him instead of Simba. So the marketing for Lilo Stitch was amazing when it came out. Stitch's Philhar magic that would have been a good overlay for this year. Oh, that would have been sweet, definitely. <laughs> But um, that is it for our news. Uh, we kind of were a little, uh, got a little bit excited about some of that stuff, but it was fun stuff. Uh, always fun talking about Cars Land. So many great memories there. And of course, looking forward to D23 and of course, Stitch's birthday. So, um, you know what? Let's talk some Rescue Rangers. So love that song. Uh, love, love one of the best theme songs ever. High, um, very high on the pantheon of Disney, at least Disney after. I mean, uh, we don't need to get into that conversation. We'll save that yeah. for later in the comments. Best Disney afternoon theme song. But <laughs> Yes, but this is a movie that when it first announced was very excited for. And then we, we, we got the trailers and it was still like, I don't know, but it finally came out 30 years after I'm, I'm just going to read what INDB says 30 years after their popular television show ended chipmunk chipmunks, chip and Dale live very different lives. When a cast member from the original series mysteriously disappears, the pair must reunite to save their friend. So rescue Rangers uh, came out on Disney plus uh, just a couple last month, really yeah, uh, directed by, right yeah, act, 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 sorry if I get the name wrong, but Akiva Schaefer, uh, he's uh, one of the members of the Lonely Island Boys. Did I say that right? I, I feel Island. like an old guy. Lonely, Lonely Island. Island. I was thinking of the Lost Boys every time I hear something well, like Lost that. Lost Lonely Boys. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, stars uh, Andy Samberg, the other member, as voice of Dale, and uh, John Mulaney as Chip. Uh, very good cast. Uh, Kiki Lane was... Uh, Ellie, uh, I won't go through the whole cast right now, but 
Um, saw the movie. I instantly loved it. Um, this was the Roger Rabbit sequel that we never got, but kind of paid homage to it. Even little joke, uh, doing the Roger Rabbit with Roger Rabbit. A lot of great Easter eggs, Disney, non-Disney. Um, and we'll get to some of that stuff uh, a little bit. But what were, what were your initial thoughts when you saw this, Alex? Um, again, as you said, I loved it. But I think one of the things we talk about leading up to it, seeing the initial trailer, you were really unsure about it uh, yeah. with the voice thing. Um, but I think come af- after getting into the movie and seeing it and the way they did it in this whole uh, – with the kind of preface of a behind the music, behind the show, sort of a mockumentary, and then real life stuff happening. Uh, it is exactly what you said, the uh, spiritual predecessor, uh, uh, descendant of Roger Rabbit, and all the cameos, all the Easter eggs. Um, it was just cool. They, they did a really good job explaining why the voices were different, why it was another thing, and... Uh, yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, I don't know. I would... They were acting, <laughs> so they, they were uh, acting. So I'm going to go quickly uh, on some of the uh, the continuing cast. Uh, one of my favorite actors, comedians, and even voice actors, Will Arnett, was Sweet Pete, the grown-up Peter Pan, the main villain of this movie. Uh, sadly, Jim Cummings didn't voice Monterey Jack, but he was voiced by Eric Bana. Uh, the fellow, uh, so, uh, Hulk. No. <laughs> yeah, what are the Hulk? Say the Hulk. I was like, ah, uh, Hulk. <laughs> um, do you really need a voice for Zipper? Well, yeah, that was done by Dennis Haysbert. Uh, I, I, this one surprised me because I didn't. I, I think I don't at one know point I, he actually spoke, though. Yeah, he did. Good point. Good point. Towards the end, uh, Keegan Michael Key voiced Frog, the coworker, and Bjornsson, the cheeseburger. Uh, <laughs> the one, I think. Tess McNeil, uh, high-pitched chip, and voice of Gadget. Uh, I want to say she's the original voice for Gadget. It but did I, sound uh, familiar. I, I told you I was just watching some of the old cartoon, and it sounded familiar, and it's 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 a voice from another show, too. Yeah. So um, I from Futurama. She's one of the characters of Futurama. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'll try to figure it out. Um, Tim Robinson played the, or he voiced the, the character. I'm surprised they actually got away with, and that's Ugly Sonic from the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. Best before character. people, yeah, best character, but I'm surprised they actually were able to pull that off. Um, of course, Seth Rogen, voice of Bob the Warrior, uh, came back as Pumbaa, and a couple other characters. J.K. Simmons was Captain Putty. Love J.K. Simmons. Um, Rachel Bloom. Uh, uh, is, she does the ex-girlfriend. Funny show. I can't think of it right now. And um, Okay. So I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just kind of reading through this. But, uh, you know, we, we had a bunch of cast. But, no, I, I was really pleasantly pleased by this movie. Uh, how much it actually did pay homage to uh, the cartoon uh, the animated cartoon, not the old uh, Chippendale shorts, uh, which the only thing that kind of bugged me is they, they kind of glossed over that whole history of the old Chippendale shorts. Is like they literally started uh, in the early 80s when they were kids making their way into the Rescue Rangers. So, uh, But I, I get it. It's it's for the story. But 
I just love the whole nostalgia of the late eighties, early nineties stuff. And, to you know, Dale getting his enhancement, his uh, CGI enhancement yeah, surgery. Yeah. So no, it was great. Some, it, it, yeah. how, how they did the, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I think especially coming from where we were wondering what they like, e- even going back to when they announced this at D 23, wondering what they were doing going to do for a Chippendale live action CGI. I think a lot of people thought it was going to look like uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks or something, you know? Yeah. But, Which uh, they even joked on them too, where yeah. the cops like, I actually like Alvin and the Chipmunks better. And they're <laughs> like, how dare you? It, it was just really cool. They took the, uh, the outside perspective, the meta, like we, we were acting in that show and now this is really us, but now we're going to do the whole thing and how that, uh, Kiki, uh, the other police officer, was uh, like a fan back yeah. in the day. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it was a really fun movie. Um, and I wouldn't be mad if they made another one. I I, no, I would welcome it. No, I totally agreed. Um, what, one of the things I did love about it being that, you know, I, you know I'm a big con goer. Recently was at Star Wars Celebration. Talk about D23. I love the whole. Did you guys, did you guys whole... know uh, Joe was at Star Wars Celebration? Did you way? guys know? <laughs> have you heard? Did you know? Uh, but I love that whole scene of just them being con guests, convention guests, not yes. con, like con artists. Lumiere, he was there. Uh, Chitara. I mean, Ugly Sonic, like I said, which was probably the funniest part of the movie. Uh, within just the way they were looking at his human teeth and just freaking out about him was hilarious ugly sonic with the save though <laughs> yeah totally um but and like you said i think they, this definitely did lay ground for a possible sequel and like you said i'm all for it especially with you know i know we're talking about it during the pinocchio thing last week but like we're just we're to separate live action theatrical releases to disney plus but i i think this has definitely earned a disney plus sequel for sure which is not a downgrade. I mean, we're, I mean, we'll talk about Obi Wan shortly, but um, I don't know. I, I, this is probably the my favorite D twenty D Disney Plus exclusive live action movie. Even though it's so much animation in it, it's still technically a, I, I would say a live action. Um, I'm trying to think of another Disney Plus live action movie. Or you just specifically live action, not it, not. Yeah. I don't know if I count Encanto as a Disney Plus movie. Um, the only one I could think of was Lady and the Tramp, and I still haven't seen that one. <laughs> yeah, it was good, but it wasn't like this. You know what? I will throw this in my favorite TV. Uh, you know, Marvel and Star Wars shows aside, this will be my favorite Disney Plus original film, including. Okay. The original animation and uh, Pixar, even. We'll have to remember that come November, come Disney Plus Day, we'll have to have, have <laughs> maybe have our Disney Plus top tens. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It'll, it'll be what three years at that point or four? It'll be the third year going into the fourth. Going into the fourth year. Okay. Yeah, but no, I, I loved it. Uh, I loved it more than I was expecting to because I, like I said the trailer kind of, the first trailer kind of like I don't say threw me off. But then the second trailer grabbed me back in, and then once the movie started, I was I was hooked. I loved it. Um, I thought it was kind of at times kind of creepy, 
but it's, the creepy part was still the funny part on the way they would just like bootleg the characters. Yeah, because we've all seen the bootleg Disney films, you know, in, in the Walmart. You know, I, I've Walmart. definitely yeah, I've never actually sat down and watched one. But. Yeah, me neither. But we've seen the the covers. Yeah. So I mean, it, you could tell. I mean, there there are some smart guys and straight up nerds that put this put this film together. So going uh, obviously from the new movie that we just uh, got to the original source material, uh, obviously not original Chippendale uh, from animated, but uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Uh, is there anything specific you remember about that that you love? Um, and, you know, I, I'll leave it to the uh, gateway to the parks, uh, not just the ride that still exists, but other parks. uh, uh appearances and moments um the thing that st- stood out the most and maybe this is why it bugged me with the voices so much but when rescue rangers came out this was the first time chip and dale sounded different in the old original cartoons they all sounded the same so w- by the time they came to rescue rangers they gave dale his more high-pitched goofy voice is what i'll call it and so i love that that there's there there's more to separate them than just the, the, their nose color and uh, even the teeth. So, and I, I loved, I loved Chip, but Dale was my favorite. And I don't know, I just loved his voice. But it's funny because the thing that sticks out to me anytime Rescue Rangers comes out is I remember and still have the old Happy Meal toys from when the cartoon was originally out. And those are some of the coolest Happy Meals because they were gadgets, little vehicles that she built. But you can interchange, uh, change them because they were scraps and pieces. So like uh, chip was in a teacup, but it was a helicopter and the helicopter was a, was a ruler, but then you could put his the propeller on Dale's vehicle and invite, you know, you, you could swap them over and they're just, they're just really cool toys. And um, yeah. They, and one thing, another thing that stands out is uh, I'm old enough to remember when they did Disney afternoon at Disneyland for the summer. And they were part of it. I want to say in the Utopia area, the yeah, Rescue Rangers. Had, I, I don't really remember this, maybe vaguely, but there was like a a boat ride right there uh, on the side of Matterhorn, um, and they did an overlay with the gummy bears on that at yeah. one point. Um, so I, I think that was around the same time they had the D- Disney Afternoon Summer. Yeah, but I, like I said, I love the I love the cartoon like. Every every show that came out would just be one step. I don't want to say better, but you could tell big word in Disney, but like plusing, it was like oh, gummy bears was cool, but then Ducktales came out. Then Ducktales was cool, but then Rescue Rangers came out. Then Tailspin came out. Then Dark. I mean, they just kept. And I mean, yeah, they, they had yeah. some bangers all in a row. Yeah, boom, absolutely. Boom, How about you? Boom. Um. I uh, I mean I I guess it's an Easter egg, but a thing I learned probably in the last three years, the Magnum PI and Indiana Jones uh, being the inspiration for uh, Chip being the Indiana Jones with the leather jacket and the hat, and then uh, Dale Magnum PI with the Hawaiian shirt or tropical shirt. Um, Which fun fact at one time was both uh, Tom Selleck. <laughs> He was Indiana Jones too. He was originally cast as Indiana Jones, and even started filming 
I think, oh, no, no, no. I think he might have had just a costume test, but then he couldn't film it because of Magnum P.I. Huh. He couldn't do both. So then they he got Harrison Ford. Legend? <laughs> yeah, he should be. <laughs> so, uh, fun fact. Yeah, I guess to the parks, and I guess we'll segue. I do remember Gadget's Go Coaster when that first came in with Toontown. I, I, I want to say that I remember Chip and Dale being a lot more like they were basically as popular as Elsa is now at the park. Yeah. Chip and Dale, when Rescue Rangers were out, were the tip top. Um, so I, I think it's cool to see how they, uh, I'm sure, probably resonate with a lot of people our age, um, you know, and give or take. And uh, uh, yeah, that, that roller coaster was something. I got it. I probably haven't been near it in 10 years at least. Um, but I, I think it's interesting as, uh, you know, we saw, uh, spoiler alert, happily ever after gadget and zipper. Um, Oh yeah. (laughs) And so I, prior to the movie coming out, I think there was a conversation about how relevant gadgets go coaster was, what else could be done with it? Would they retheme it to something else? And then a question I posed to you before this is, uh, if not that, what? Where else could you see uh, Rescue Rangers, especially now with the new movie coming into the parks? Um, oh man, that's a tough one. Um, they could redo the attraction, but still keep a Gadgets Go coaster. Uh, do you know what the uh, the popularity of the movie is at all? Or I, not really. So, I think it's uh, one of those more than they expected, and that's kind of just where it is. Like. Oh, this was surprisingly good. Or yeah, it's, it, it, it's at a 7.6 on IMDb out of ten, which is good uh, for you know. Um, gosh, it's it's so hard to tell because you can the the theming of it would almost lend better to uh, Hollywood Land and DCA in a way. Or Toontown, um, depending on what they're doing with Toontown. Um, uh, and, and real quick, uh, before I forget, is even when they built Toontown, they were the only ones that kind of technically had two attractions. They had the Gadgets Go Coaster, then they had Chippendale's Treehouse, which was a ball pit. Nice. It was it was a little playground, short lived, yeah. uh, but 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 the balls were little acorns. Um, so you, you know everybody had its one attraction, but then they they had two technically. So can't um, trust you kids with the ball pits. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I, yeah, I don't know where they would fit right now other than Hollywood land. Just with a theming of how the movie was them being actors. Yeah. See, a little, like, I, I want to go towards like Monterey Jack's like cheese shop or something like that. A little, uh, yeah. Cause they, you can utilize that little stage in Hollywood land, that little outdoor stage. I don't know. I'm thinking that. Oh, in Hollywood Land, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, uh, where they've done like little dance group things. Uh, Laser Man was there. Do where Corella uh, was during the Oogie Boogie Bash. They could set it up like the comic convention that they're signing it. There you go, right there. That you can have the fun. animatronic Lumiere that they have at the uh, BR Guest Restaurant. Oh no, no, no! The Castle, the Beast Castle thing. Uh huh. Um, you can have Ugly Sonic. <laughs> You can have a, a, a Loki variant. <laughs> so <laughs> Ugly Sonic is Disney canon. Oh, and I love the fact that they actually had 
Baloof from the Jungle Book that he got popular again after the live action reboot. That's right. So, so that was pretty hilarious. Um, no, that's perfect. Yeah, you can have their little convention little thing. Like, do you hope we see uh, live action CGI versions of any other Disney afternoon? I mean, save for gummy bears, I I would love to see Ducktales, Tailspin, or Darkwing Duck. Yeah, I. Oh my gosh. Okay, I, I I will get. I will answer that after I kind of go with this one. One thing that I was loving, I I, I didn't finish watching the the new Ducktales, but it looks like um I I did enjoy what I liked of it, um. And I probably will eventually binge it, but at one time it looked like they were building for a, a where everything in the Disney universe was in the same world. And I remember at the last D23, they actually had a poster and had all the different Duck Bird characters. But then you also saw Gizmo Duck. You saw uh, they had a silhouette of the, uh, I forget the name of it, but Baloo's plane. Okay. But with Kit Cloud Kicker behind them. You saw Don Carnage. Then they had the Rescue Rangers little blimp. I mean, they so they had all the, like, one... And I would be all for the, a continuous world of Disney afternoon. Right. Going back to the CGI version, because I still want to see this as a live action movie. And I think it would still work these days, but it would still be cool in, in 3D. But uh, and it was technically part of Disney afternoon, but gargoyles. Yes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that should happen. But I still think that could be a live action movie. I talked about it a couple years ago. I even did an updated cast because back in high school, I did. I did a cast of who should have been it back then, and I updated. I think like two or three years ago. It would, so I might revisit that again sometime. It would basically be like Ninja Turtles, but gargoyles instead of turtles in the sewer. Exactly. I'll it. <laughs> what um, about you? I, I uh, yeah, no. I like I said, I, I would want to see those. I think, uh, especially Darkwing Duck, could be fun. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if it would. It, feel more overdone being that rescue rangers already did the like real life uh true story thing but i think darkwing duck would be fun like that too it's kind of like a washed up uh crime fighter batman sort of thing i don't know oh and going back to the the the, the rescue Rangers movie real quick um so if we did get a sequel would you like to see the split style of animation or would you like to see the rescue rangers all getting the CGI uh, enhancement? I mean, it didn't sound like they were getting back like gadget and Jack and everybody. No, is yeah. that it? I can't remember. I, I, see it again. I gadget and zipper. They had all those kids to watch over. So. Good point. <laughs> but uh, I, I like the split style animation. I like the story they had for it. Um, if the next story had to do with them getting the CGI animation or I don't know. I, j- I just liked how they really tied it into what actually was happening with movies and animations. Like you were talking about the, uh, the bootlegs, like it was, I, I believe, you know, just so uh, aware of itself. <laughs> yeah. So no, absolutely. Yeah. All the puns are great. All the Easter eggs, the fact that the, Captain Putty kept getting stuff stuck in him. <laughs> so it, was, it was pretty funny. So no, I, I like I, said, I really enjoyed it. Um, this is definitely a, a multiple watch 
And like I said, if even if we if we do get one another one, I'll be excited. If we don't, we'll we'll always have this on Disney Plus. So well done. It was it was definitely a well done. Uh, like I said, it, it was a little homage in a way. Like I said, to Roger Rabbit, in a way, which was an homage to Disney and Looney Tunes and Tex Avery, anyway. So very cool. All the good stuff. Yeah. Yes. So speaking of the good stuff, we got another quick review. I don't say I don't know why I said quick because you know no. I could talk about this forever. But Probably. last episode we broke down the first three episodes of Obi Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus. So now we will break down. Four, five, and six of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, so, so good. We are, I mean, this is what ended up being Obi-Wan Shinobi is us here now. And I love that we got to do it as two chunks as going into the show. uh, We were kind of, you know, it's like, hey, we're getting half the show in the first five days. And then. Yeah, I got really worried after we're talking about doing the show on YouTube after Moon Nighting, and I'm like, I don't know how we're going to be able to do that. But actually, it worked out good. So, and uh, yeah, I I think something that I doubt either of us have gotten a chance to do yet is watch all six episodes together. Um, yeah, not yet. But uh, yeah, man, wow, what a finish! no no, absolutely uh so like i said and this is easy to remember because they didn't have uh, individual names uh like obi uh mandalorian and boba fett so we're talking about part four five and six a quick little gloss over after we talked about part three uh leia was kidnapped again uh by reva so basically uh obi-wan talks everybody in the um part of the path that we got a re- rescue her and comes up with a plan to go to where the inquisitors are inqui- inquisitorious something, something uh, from the fortress order. inquisitorious. Thank you. Uh, from the uh, video game and they, uh, him and Tala, Obi-Wan and Tala get in there, rescue her. Uh, we see some dead Jedi or force sensitives uh, being Probably, I, I still think they're dead, but I think they're still being tested because if you know Star Wars, uh, comics, cartoons, animated, sequel trilogy, even Mandalorian, uh, Palps, Palpatine is obsessed with cloning uh, himself. So they're, and that's a big storyline throughout all of Star Wars. So uh, they rescue her uh, in an Austin Powers fashion. Um, then, you know, they're on the pursuit. In part five, uh, part five was really cool. Uh, basically, 
what was it? Oh, oh, before they escape, uh, Reva captures Obi-Wan, finds out that she was the Padawan in the beginning. Uh, we all kind of assumed that was going to be her. Uh, and then the whole time, it's actually she's in, rev- she's actually after Vader, thinking that he was sent there to protect him, but then she slaughtered everybody. And she hid under the dead bodies, filling them go cold. So pretty dark stuff for Star Wars. Yeah. And then so Obi-Wan's going to help her get to him by using himself as bait while the everybody uh, from the underground. Uh, I still call it underground railroad because that's pretty much what it was. The path. Uh, the path. Thank you. Uh, led by Roken O'Shea Jackson Jr., uh, who I thought was brilliant. And I think we, we're going to see more of him uh, soon. Um but basically, Riva goes to attack Vader, and he knew about it the whole time. Played her for like it. He, Vader ain't no dummy. And then, there, as, as that episode ends, uh, Roken tells Obi Wan, you know, the hyperdrives, you know, damaged and whatever. Uh, we can't get away. So going into the next episode, he decides to meet up with or take off, escape from, so they help them get away. Because he knows Vader's so angry, he will follow them, which he did. And we get the epic battle. And, I mean, yeah, a lot, lot, lot of crazy. So, <laughs> I really enjoyed episode four and five in this whole show. But, I mean, what we got in six, I mean, if you haven't seen it yet, which you should by now, spoiler alert. But, oh, you know, I'm just going to ask you, I mean, what, what were your thoughts uh, leading into part six or just like the second half of this season? That was a really good rundown, by the way, of episodes four through six. I love how you got to six and you're like, all right, there's too much to talk about in this. So <laughs> just go back and unpack four and five so that we can get to six. Um, yeah, I mean, exactly what you said. Um, I think had we been talking about it weekly, we'd have been talking about how four was fun, but it was a filler. Um, you got the little moment with – you know, him kind of starting to use his force powers again and having to like hold that water and, uh, you know, in that tunnel, hold the glass from breaking. And yeah. And then episode five uh, with the reveal of Riva as the Padawan, which everyone really knew already. Um, you did get some really cool Darth uh, Vader moments in that episode, but man, episode six, who, who thought we'd be after episode six, like, I don't care about Darth Vader using the force to drag a ship <laughs> down and rip the wall off of it, you know, um, or how he just flayed Riva in combat, you know, without even having a lightsaber for half of it, just ducking yeah. and dodging. Like, what are you even doing? Um, the last Takes her double-bladed lightsaber, breaks it, gives her the other half. <laughs> from the opening of episode six, as you were saying, them trying to get away the shots of the Star Destroyer were classic Star Wars. I mean, that uh, uh, was so cool. So much story. I'd like to – I'm going to have to dig a little deeper to find out the name of the planet that they were having their duel on. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was uh, everything we were waiting for. And uh, I, I think one of the things a lot of people who have been watching the show were thinking or saying is – you know, I feel like there was enough for a really good movie here. Uh, you could have cut some stuff and had two to two and a half hours of an awesome movie. Um, yeah. 
And so I wonder why it didn't or, 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 or I don't know. It, 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 it's almost like, and I don't, I don't want to get in the seat of the nitpicker. Cause that was another thing I was, I was reading about. It's just how we're kind of in this space, in this era of podcasts and reviews and instant reactions. We all have a take, we all have feelings, but at some point you need to just stop and hang out with the show or a content and be like, yeah. man, this is cool. Cause that's what we were saying a lot of the time through that episode, man, this is cool. And- yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm the same way. And I've, I brought it up on the Mando show. It's like when we don't like to predict, but it's okay to speculate, which is totally different. And, and, and if something that I speculate doesn't happen, you know, like, like other influencers, they'll be like, Ah, that didn't happen how I wanted it, so screw it. I'm done with it. No, it's usually the people making it are still smarter than the fans. I will say that, yeah. and that's why they're making Star Wars, and we're watching it. And sometimes, if like, oh, I want this to happen, that would be cool. But then, you know, Dave Filoni or Deborah Chow or somebody would do like, oh, you know, they'll do something similar, but even better than what I imagined. I knew. I mean, we heard from Kathleen Kennedy months ago, years ago that this was going to be the rematch of the century. And it lived up to that hype. I already, I already throw this part six is lightsaber battle. Probably top three of all time. Star Wars lightsaber battles. Um, I don't know if I want to say the top three, cause it's hard to remember. Uh, yeah, no, it's kind of tough. I think I can think of three that I really like up there. And ch- so thinking, and I'm going to just put these three out there. These are the first three I was thinking of. Uh, Vader and Luke in Return of the Jedi. Uh, Sidious and Yoda in Revenge of the Sith. And uh, Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and Maul in Phantom Menace. Where would you put it amongst those three? So out of those three, my favorite is the Phantom Menace lightsaber battle. And I would put this lightsaber battle possibly at number two. Okay. Yeah. That, that's um, so I, I guess I'll, I'll just do my list. Number one, it, like I said, is the Duel of the Fates with the three of them, then then Qui-Gon and Maul, then yeah. Obi-Wan and Maul. That whole fight, I remember being on the edge of my seat at the theater just in awe. And even after, after watching it, just seeing, especially the part where it's just you and McGregor and Ray Park, you know, Love that. The music, everything is amazing. My number two and three before this one was uh, Vader Luke one at Empire Strikes Back. Because I love how Vader's toying with him. But I just the visuals of that scene is, is so awesome. And then number three was actually Obi-Wan Anakin for Revenge of the Sith. Even though there's so, so many goofy parts I do not like in that one. But I mean, I, I love the the lightsaber battles, but some of the force stuff where they're just like kicking each other was kind of hokey. Yeah. So I would put this one though, uh, part six Obi Wan. We could call this part their third fight, I guess technically. Um, this was definitely be number two, bumping Empire Strikes Back down to number three uh, for me. Yeah, no, um, I, uh, it was great. I was. Yeah, I think when I was watching it, I was thinking about how it kind of took me out of it when they were cutting to the Riva on the Lars farm 
in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also they do that in all the other ones. I, I think to Revenge of the Sith, I was like, at least they were cutting to other action pack things. And the scene was good. I, I, uh, I was like, wow, when did Amberu become such a rider? You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm gonna look and at I, that uh, that uh, a new hope. And I'm glad we got that scene too. Yeah. No, she definitely deserved her her moment uh, after all this time. Yeah. Um. And and kind of going back to the fight. I mean, we we see. I mean, we, this whole epi- this whole show has been the level up of of Obi Wan Kenobi. We saw how at the very bottom he was, the very low, could not was totally disconnected from the Force to finally, you know, helping people and like I say, leveling back up to where he was. And then after Vader, who had the high ground (laughs) for for a moment, which how badass was that where Vader just Thanos punched the ground and everything caved underneath. That was amazing. And then he Uh, buried him and he buried him. That was so, but the thing that finally, and I, I thought, this was especially when uh, he started calling for Qui Gon again. I thought this was when we were going to get Qui Gon. I'm glad it wasn't. Uh, I'm glad Obi Wan came to everything on his own, and it was actually the would you say love? I don't know, but the twins is what finally got him back to Obi Wan Prime, and he just blasted the rubble back out and just shot back up. And then his lightsaber battle was holy crap, <laughs> you know, the way. And then when he, what I called the, uh, are you not entertained bringing up all the rocks and just throwing them at Vader Yeah, was badass. And, and we got the one thing I wanted to see the most was the, and Ryan mentioned it too. And Ryan loved the finale and the show, but we got the battle damaged Vader and not just that, but, I wanted, I mentioned this on the last Mando show, but I wanted the, you hear Hayden, you hear James Earl Jones. You and we got it. that. You could hear it. Yeah. yeah. Especially the words that were, the way they did it. Ah, it's chef's kiss. Yeah. It was brilliant. It was, uh, I will say, you know, going back to us, you know, talking about it, predictions, things like that the two things that I think had I not thought or talked about this show beforehand, I would have been most excited about. I already had the, the battle damage Vader and Qui-Gon. Yeah. Having those ideas in my head already, I think took a little bit away, away from the reveal of each thing happening. I still loved them both. Um, yeah. But, um, so that, but, uh, yeah, I mean, actually getting Hayden in the show. And I know, at least for what we're told, he's there the whole time walking around that suit. I'm hoping we get a, a behind the scenes of this one. Oh, we got to get a gallery. We we, we love, we got to. Um, yeah, just, and and one thing I love is, and is the dialogue that echoes the familiar dialogue. Like when... Return of the Jedi when he when Luke gives himself up, Vader takes him, and he's like, "Come with me, Father. You're still, you know, you're. I guess I guess sense the conflict." And he's like, "Obi Wan once thought as you do." He's like, "No, I'll take you to my master." He's like, "Then my father's truly dead." 
Obi-Wan gives him that same thing. Like, I, Anakin, he's like, Anakin is dead. I killed him. You know, uh, he's not your failure. I'm the one that killed him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, then my friend is truly dead. I'm like, oh. And even when we get to Luke, when when that Baru's trying to tell him where to go, he's like, I'm not afraid. <laughs> and I hear Yoda, you will be. And then, of course, uh, Obi-Wan talking to Leia at the end about uh, – her her mom and her dad and the, the qualities uh, that that they left instilled in her uh, yeah that brought the house down for some people it, I think it for me, did it, it was just really touching and poignant uh obviously they had to think long and hard about those specific qualities that they were gonna i mean some were kind of obvious but some you're like yep that's anakin <laughs> yeah absolutely and i love how she dressed herself up with Tala's holster that Obi-Wan gave to her. When she has the holster in A New Hope, right? Isn't that a thing? I think, I can't remember. I'll have to double check. I'm pretty sure she has a blaster holster, you know, from that famous shot. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. We'll have to check it out. Yeah. But she puts uh, Lola in there uh, as they leave, but she's got her gloves on. And yeah, that whole scene was great. And even like a lot of people's issues were, you know, the dialogue of, you know, General Kenobi, you served my father in the Clone Wars. Yeah. They they answered that problem. That was you know, me. <laughs> don't tell no don't tell nobody. It could be dangerous for both of us. Yeah. And so wipe it away with one line. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. And you know what? We got more of Luke in this episode. And really they they could have cast any little boy as Luke, but they had to cast the right little girl to play Leia, and they did. I mean Little Leo, she was was great. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the uh, Baru and Owen. You know, especially Baru was the one that was like, "No, we got to fight. I'm not <laughs> leaving my home." <laughs> so, badass Baru. <laughs> yeah, B A um, Baru. That's what I was calling her. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, then we we finally do get the uh, the Obi Wan as he's headed to what we think is his bungalow. <laughs> uh, we finally get. Force Ghost, Qui Gon, and it it was quick. We knew it was happening, but it was so cool to finally see. Yeah, and uh, this show was great. I know there's rumors of a sequel or uh, another ep- another season. Um, and that's something we could probably talk about down the road. Uh, I'd like to get that uh, with Ryan in here, but um, man, I mean. Of course, I'd love to see Deborah Chow wants to do more. Ewan McGregor wants to do more. Hayden Christensen wants to do more. Um, if it's done right, I don't think we would get the Obi Wan versus Vader again. But another rumor that's been going around is a Cal Kestis spinoff show. I did, I did see an article about that, which again. Vader and Reva could be part of that. Yeah. Um, there's a certain bit of dialogue uh, before Obi Wan leaves the ship where he's talking to Roken talking about people need leaders people will follow you you know don't stop leading and things happen on purpose in star wars but he specifically said i'm just getting started yeah which set, set lead, him up for a yeah 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 you set him up for again another season of obi-wan and or i mean anything can happen and I think we're getting it. So <laughs> yeah, and no, I had mentioned that in the comments for Mando show. Um, 
both uh, Rokin and uh, Riva. I, I think timeline-wise, it would make sense uh, to come across either or both of them during Andor. Because at least from the trailer I've seen and the age Diego Luna looks, you could only assume it's within five years of when uh, Rogue One takes place because he still looks yeah. about the same age. I, or at yeah. least from what we saw, I didn't see, you know, I mean, you can't really make him look much younger, I don't know, right? <laughs> hey, shave his mustache, he'll look younger. Shave his mustache <laughs> and say he's 21. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, yeah, I love the show. And we even got, it was cool because we got Obi-Wan with his master. Mm-hmm. And we got Vader with his new master, or his current master. We got Pelps and... He looked great. This is probably one of the best he's looked since Return of the Jedi, in my opinion. Um, Ian McDermott coming back as Palpatine. Right. And not, you know, still kind of giving Vader crap. He knows he's got him. He's, he's got him on his string. And he knows Vader's weakness is always going to be Obi-Wan. Well, and that so. was kind of a thing. Like, it, it seemed like they were almost like at the end of... Revenge of the Sith, you're seeing a lot of little bits that are just supposed to tie up all the loose ends. And so it kind of caught me. So all of a sudden Palpatine shows up and uh, he's just like, oh, are you being weak again? And Vader's like, I'm sorry, sir. And that that's supposed to explain to us why he didn't go searching for Obi-Wan for like the next eight years or anything, you know? Yeah, it's it. (laughs) I mean, and again, that's you know, you put it under a microscope, but uh, and this is where you're going to the when you, I mean, there's so much content, and this is where like the comics actually make kind of start to make sense though with certain things because a lot of the comics, the Vader comics, Palpatine is just messing with him. I mean, and uh, he's actually putting more trust in a lot of the senators. But Vader is the muscle. He's the the hitman on the important stuff. So, but I don't. Know. I, I can I see love, season two being Vader centric and not following Obi Wan. Yeah, that, that would, would be, be cool. Like it would be its own show. Yeah, because I mean, you can't. The only thing you can really do with Obi Wan is if there's a threat to Luke. Which, as fans know, I mean, no matter what they do, it, it goes into that Black Widow uh, movie spectrum where like. The movie was cool. The action was cool, but there's no threat because, you know, she survived. How uh, often when you were watching it, you were like, like the scene with Reva and Owen and Beru. It's like, all right, well, I know nothing's going to happen to any of them, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, it was cool. I got to get yeah. onto it on my thing with Reva. Uh, first off, Moses Ingram, great performance with what she had. But yeah. the character is just, what's the point? No, I, I was actually thinking of that today because I did like her character early in the season. Then the further we got off, it's like her own only real reason. And like I said, she did great. Moses yeah. Ingram was amazing. Her, her She had the best look out of all the Inquisitors. And she I, I thought she did great. But the, like I said, the further it went on, the more I felt her character really had no meaning. Because it's like, oh well, we can't have Vader hunt down Luke because th- you know that makes no sense. He doesn't. He's you know why would you do that? Well, let's have the Inquisitors be that part. Well, Obi Wan can't defeat the Inquisitor because he shows up in Rebels. Let's so let's create a new one, mm-hmm. maybe kill her. I'm sure they. But then they, I think 
this might have been where they kind of retweaked a few things. And so her only real part was to be a threat to Luke, which, as, you know, Star Wars fans, lifelong, we know there's no real threat to Luke nope. at all. Nope, not at this point, especially. See him grow up. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, like you said, with what she was given, uh, she did great with what she was given. But, yeah, the the more the, the further the show went along, the closer Vader and Obi-Wan got to each other, the least she was relevant. Sadly, as a character. Well, yeah. But no. So you have episode five has this big reveal, which again everyone really knew. And then Obi Wan's like, you know, uh, you know, you're not bringing me to him. I'm bringing him to you. And and then like he just leaves. Like I get why he left, but at the same time, it's like she was not gonna be like everyone in that conversation knew she wasn't going to be able to beat Darth Vader. I don't know what yeah. she sat there and tried to do that for. So she gets shanked, comes back. And then is, I don't get how you have this, like, I'm going to kill him. Like I was trying to, and now I'm trying to go and get the kid for revenge, but then I'm going to have another turn. And, and I did like it in the, the finale, how they showed that moment where she cornered Luke and had that, uh, you know, the vision and everything of Vader and how she couldn't do it. Um, I, I, I think ultimately this is why I really hope we see her again in uh, Andor or just in something else. I, I just, there's more, you you built too much of a character to just leave it at that. Yeah, because yeah. I, I didn't think she was worthy of a, a redemption arc. Not everybody needs to be redeemed. No. And she did some terrible things. Yeah. But... I mean, I thought it was going to be, you know, she was bad, 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 bad. And then at the very end, she was going to like save Luke, which ultimately is what kind of happened. But how it got there didn't really make sense. Yeah. So, but like I said, the the performance, though, I thought was really great of her. So, so yes. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so where, where does this land then for on? Uh, I will say we got four live action Star Wars shows on Disney Plus right now. Well, I only say four because well, we got four seasons uh, right now. We got two Mandos, a Boba Fett, which is technically three Mandos. But where would you put this with those? Above Boba Fett, but behind both the Mandos. Okay. Um, it was really good, but I see it more of a movie than a show. Like it really had yeah. more to do with episode three and episode four, uh, obviously, than it had to do with Boba Fett or Mando. But the way it was in the you know six episode truncated fashion just seemed more like a movie with a bunch of deleted scenes rather than a show that played out yeah. over a whole season. Yeah. Th- this was definitely, I mean, you could tell it was supposed to be a movie and with a popularity, I think of the Mandalorian, they're like, well, why don't we just stretch it and be a show, which as much as I want to see this on the big screen, which some people in select theaters can do I for guess five hours. Canada, yeah. There's some in the states. I, I just don't know. I, I know where. That's where Ryan but, is right now. He's watching all of Obi Wan in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I'm actually I like this show because I, I like the 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 long played out story. But I'm excited. I would for love Andor. to see that. We got like 12 episodes of that, right? We got 12 episodes season one and 12 episodes for season two. Already greenlit. So already greenlit, already filming. So that's going to be exciting. 
Um, Obi-Wan is one of my favorite all-time characters. And just, I think I'm just living off the high right now of part six, as much as I love the entire series. But I'm just putting this barely over the man. I'm putting this on the top. Okay. But it'll be, it'll alternate. Yeah, we, we got Mando <laughs> season three coming up, what, February, right? Yeah. So. So very exciting. Very cool. I'm glad we got this. I'm glad I saw this, the first two episodes at Star Wars Celebration, in case on, you didn't hear. On the big screen. Yeah. On the big screen. Super cool. So. I'm just sad that it's already gone. It's like it was here. Then I feel like usual suspects. It's gone. So, um, but yeah, uh, but let us know. You know what? I forgot. Thank you. I actually put out a post on our Instagram <laughs> and I, I, I've been between other shows and everything. I forgot about this one. So let me pull it up real quick. Uh, we got a lot of comments. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, well, we got a lot of uh, DM us for uh, follower comments. Hey. So, <laughs> I won't read those ones. But um, So, I was just basically asking people what their thoughts were on episodes four through six, last three episodes, and the show in general. So, we got a comment from our good buddy, uh, Mike8420. What up, Mike? Uh, amazing series from beginning to end. It was awesome to see Hayden and New Integrate together again. A second season would be dope. I agree. Um, <laughs> uh, very cool. Uh, we got another comment from Kessel Rum Runners. Uh, somebody I will be having on the return of the DU Tiki cast actually really shortly. So uh, thank you for commenting, sir. Uh, seeing the narrative parallels between Vader's encounter with Obi-Wan compared to his encounter with Ahsoka and Rebels was by far my favorite moment. Uh, seeing Obi-Wan come to terms with the death of his Padawan adds so much depth to their final encounter in A New Hope. Great comment. Agree on both of those. And the, uh, the point about the parallels, I we didn't really mention it, but the flashbacks in Episode 5, that was a huge yes. moment. Uh, not just seeing it, seeing Coruscant was something I, I think coming into the show I was hoping we were going to see. Because it wasn't until the end of Clone Wars I really realized Coruscant was not just the surface level that we saw, but the lower levels. So I was yeah, it's really the entire planet, yeah. to see more of Coruscant. And we didn't get much of it in the flashbacks, but uh, I did see him one of like the Easter egg videos, that moment when Anakin's looking, he's looking at the tower where uh, uh, Padme's apartment is and stuff. So, yeah. But the cool, cool part about that was how they used that flashback in that particular fight as a storytelling device for what was happening at the current time. Oh yeah, absolutely. And even some of their battles on part six mirrored the same actions from that flashback. I mean, you could probably put episode five and six together and put it against some of the star Wars movies. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. And you got to throw in, uh, I, hate, I hate saying this because we, we were talking about how like episode four was like a, a filler. But you can throw in one, two, and three. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, four is there, too. I think it's just they needed yeah. to trim the whole thing, and it would have been a good two-and-a-half-hour movie. But uh, yeah. what was it, episode two, where we finally we see them, uh, Vader beating up on him in the desert, and I made the comparison to it being Hook. That was three, yeah. The plot of Hook? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> he still got a little hooky. He, he definitely got his ah, 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 ah back when he was uh, using the force, throwing rocks around. He could crow. He could. <laughs> yeah, he's Obi-Wan. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, thank you, Kessel Rum Runners. And can't wait to you guys hear that talk with him on the DU Tiki Cast. Um, and from our good friend Tyler Football78. Holy cow, you had it right, Joey. These episodes are theatric- theatrical quality. Uh, they make what is start. <clears throat> they make what is stated in the original trilogy make sense. The last episode, Obi Wan talking about how his friend is truly dead, and Vader says he killed Anakin. I really hope for a season two, but I do not know if they can top season one. True that. So yeah, I would hate for them to do it just to do it. Um, I, if if. I would love to see more. Obviously, um, we. I'm a huge fan of Ewan McGregor, and I think his Obi Wan in this series is probably one of his best acting jobs in his entire career. Um, I love Moulin Rouge. I love Train Spotting. I love Big Fish. That's one of my favorite movies. But I mean, just especially when he finally realizes Anakin is truly dead, just that pain in his eyes. You know, but I don't want to, like I said, at the same time, if they can't top or equal season one and just make it to make a dollar, I'd rather just have season this, this uh, six episodes. I, 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 uh, I agree. I think there should, there's going to be more, but it's going to be Vader. It's not going to be Obi-Wan. You had Obi-Wan Kenobi. Next one's going to be Darth Vader. I mean, there's so many stories, so many other characters that can be brought in. Um, I know we talked about it during Book of Boba Fett, but the story of uh, Vader sending uh, Black Chrysanthemum to uh, the moisture farm, uh, or, or maybe it wasn't Vader who sent him, but Black Chrysanthemum goes to the moisture farm and yeah, it was Jabba. And Obi Wan fights with him. I guess that wouldn't have to do with Vader, but Doctor Afra, uh, seeing Doctor Afra with a, in a Vader show. And just seeing where Vader goes from that particular point uh, after uh, Palpatine tells him, you know, like, hey, are your emotions in control? Because it's going to be, I'm I'm sure, probably a lot of him being that ruthless Vader that we got to see in this show. Yeah. Um, And I guess what leading up to Rogue One, basically. And and then at that point, crossing over with Anda, like it's almost like there's a whole universe between the Skywalker saga and the Mandoverse that yeah. has to do with the Skywalker saga, but is like kind of adjacent to the movies. I guess solo would be part of that as well. Yeah, I would, I would. Yeah. I mean, oh, do you man. consider that part of the Skywalker saga? Rogue one solo. <sighs> No, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the easy answer. Skywalker adjacent, <laughs> if you will. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, like I said, I, if 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 we only get the one season, I'm happy with it. If we get more, I'm obviously happy with it. But as long as it's quality. But I think if the people that are making it, such as you know McGregor, Deborah Chow, you know the uh, the. Those, those and folks. And of course, they're finding Nemo fame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, definitely uh, 
I think they ha- they have what it takes to give us more. But uh, yeah, so but yeah, that was our Obi Wan Shinobi our two two episode. At least it was back to back episodes. Uh, no, they kept it tight so, so we could keep it tight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but let, let us know what you guys think uh, about um, Rescue Rangers and Obi Wan Kenobi, and what you'd like to see more. Um, and like a brief gloss, like you said, uh, we also got this. You know, we're, we're I don't know how many episodes we're getting, but we're three episodes in on Ms. Marvel. Yeah, we're three and I'm enjoying the hell out of it. This this is a really good show. I'm I'm only two in. We might try and get the third one in before we go to sleep here tonight. But yes, I, I as I said, very much enjoying it. I am excited to see, uh, you know, where it starts to tie in to the MCU. Um, I mean, I guess we know, you know, where her main tie-in is, but I, I, I don't want to get too much into what's going on in the show. We'll save that for another time. Yeah. Maybe once we realize how many episodes there are, we'll do a half, half and half like we did with Obi-Wan. And one thing uh, that I did notice too is like with Moon Knighting, uh, we found out from uh, the Blurred Hulk, Dave from uh, Walt's apartment, there are hidden QR codes uh, Addy to, did to get down- that in the first one, yeah. Yeah, so you, you download those and you'll get a free comics until the next episode is up uh, through the Marvel website. So definitely check that out if you see. I think most of them have been inside the school, like in little like uh, school posters or something. Huh. Well, I'll, but, I'll no, I'm enjoying the show. It's really good. So, uh, yeah, give, give me cool. more Marvel. What August we get Andor and uh, She Hulk, right? Both in August. I believe so. Yeah, because I think She-Hulk comes out in July. And then it comes out after Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, and then we get Bad Batch in September? Yeah. So and so Andor comes out at the end of August. Um, then Bad Batch about September, fall. And I think in the wintertime, we're actually getting that Tales of the Jedi a short animated series. Um, that was mentioned at a celebration. And there's a Baymax show and a Cars show that's coming out soon, too. Yeah, and hopefully somewhere in between there we'll get the uh, um, uh, the gallery for uh, Obi-Wan. What? So you're you're right. She-Hulk uh, premieres August 17th. So, yeah, we're, we got a lot of overlapping Marvel and Star Wars, a lot of content just Disney Plus-wise to take in. I did yeah, that's nine episodes. Something we mentioned a couple months ago or just before Star Wars Celebration, there's kind of a Lucasfilm retrospective that's coming to Disney Plus too, right? Yeah, the Light and Magic. Industrial it's like Light and Magic? Called, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, called, it's called Light and Magic, but it's about Industrial Light and Magic, kind of like, the, like we used to the Imaginary Story. You got of, a date uh, on that one? Handy. Uh, I will pull it up real quick. Uh, Miss Marvel is six episodes, so we are halfway oh, man. Uh, through that. So maybe we'll just do a, se- a series uh, um, recap of that one. Because yeah, I do want to talk about it. It, it is I, I am enjoying it. Um, so Light and Magic comes out July 27th. Okay. So we've got a mark. Uh, showcasing the people of Industrial Light and Magic Special Effects Division of Lucasfilm. The series takes us in time as they create effects for some of the biggest and most Successful films in the last 45 years. Um, it says series premiere, six episodes. All right. So, and the way some of the documentaries have been coming out for Disney Plus, they'll bring out half of them, then bring them out. So that's what Behind uh, Beyond, Beyond the Attraction did. 
and uh, second season of Jeff Goldblum. And is, what, I'm okay what with if, that. Uh, what if season two this year and next year? Uh, next year. Oh, okay. Well, we still still got plenty coming up in the next three months. I'm excited for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's just, I mean, we haven't talked about even like Hocus Pocus and Disenchanted and that's true. So, uh, and uh, <laughs> half, and okay. halfway to Christmas, uh, Christmas in July was on uh, Disney Parks, and they just announced or showed the first pictures of the Santa Clauses. Yes, so we'll get that Very later cool. this year too. And, and so, Werewolf by Night. Yeah, I mean. Disney yeah. Plus, Disney Plus, Disney Plus. We, we got it all. Who needs a movie and, theater anymore? <laughs> and they've been testing live because last night, as we were recording, uh, they they premiered uh, Harmonious, the nighttime show at Epcot, we saw live it. on Disney Plus. We, we were so. d- debating whether we wanted to watch it or wait to see it live. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> do it live. And you know what else came out of Disney Plus today or yesterday? Doctor Doctor Strange. Strange. That's right. <laughs> Multiverse of Madness. So we better get off here. Uh, we, we've been rambling. It's, what's happening when we talk about Disney and Star Wars and Marvel? But go ahead. Speaking of Disney Plus content, if y'all want to get together with us and be up to date, our next episode, uh, as we talked about earlier this year, a big anniversaries. Um, I, I guess we'll call this big anniversaries of smaller movies. But uh, <laughs> there are a bunch of different anniversaries of Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, all the different uh, movies across uh, Ryan and Joey's on. favorites. Uh, so yeah, we we got two of uh, one of Ryan and one of Joey's favorites. We have the anniversary of the Country Bears, and we have the anniversary of the original Tron. I'm not looking at it, but if I'm just guessing, I'm saying Country Bears is turning 15. I would say 20, and then Tron is probably 35, 40. No way. Yes. So you were like two when Tron came out. Yeah, it came out like in 81 or 80. No, Tron was like 87, 88. I'm going to say no. 35 years on Tron. 1982. Really? Yep. Okay. Um, and speaking of Tron, nice little segment. Yeah, we're going to be breaking those down. So obviously Ryan's going to be talking about Country Bears. Well, no, and I'll we're be all going to talk about, about them both. But Ryan, We're all going to talk about I, it. I'm predicting yes. Ryan is championing Country Bears. So I, I've seen bits and piece of, pieces of it on TV I'm going to definitely go into it with a warm heart uh, as I do have love for the attraction. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we will be talking about those movies. So if you have seen them, uh, uh, please make sure to comment when we, we put up uh, your comments for uh, the Country Bears and Original Tron. And if you haven't seen them, now's your chance to go check them out before we put that post up next week. Yeah, I'll do a post so you guys can comment some of your favorite parts of either one of those movies. And uh, speaking of Tron, like I said, this was a good segue, but D23 is hosting at San Diego Comic-Con a Tron 40th anniversary dance party at D-Res. Hopefully they bring this back uh, up up the freeway to uh, uh, D23. Yeah, um, I would love – they could do this at House of Blues. They hosted a a Star Wars disco at House of Blues during Celebration, so – I'm not going to San Diego Comic-Con, but man, if they brought this to D23, I am so there. So hopefully they do this. And I want to shout out one more thing about uh, that just came out. Um, I just downloaded it the other day, something I've been looking forward to, but um, it's a mobile game, uh, Disney the Mirrorverse. Uh, a couple months ago, if you go to Target, you saw these action figures uh, at, at setup of like Sully and different characters, but they looked like so totally like Final Fantasy kind of characters. 
Well, the game it's from a mobile game, and it, like I said, it just launched today, <laughs> and, and it's called uh, I I mess up the title, but it's pretty much similar. Uh, Disney Mirrorverse. Uh, check it out. It's an action fantasy game, and you can unlock it's it's basically hulked up versions of some of your favorite Disney characters, and it's a uh, looks just like an old fashioned uh, gauntlet style video game. So. Yeah, I, I see the toys. Time. It kind of reminded me of what was that other one they had, the Disney toy box or something? Kind of, yeah. I know Similar to that. Different than that, but yeah, I guess they were way ahead with the, the actual figures and the actual game. And those figures actually Todd McFarlane line, which are pretty detailed, cool uh, okay. figures. So For the mirror um, ones. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that'll be coming up next month. Or not next month. Next show for episode 114. Uh, again, we couldn't do this show without our, uh, DU crew members. Um, so shout out to our, once again, uh, to those DU crew, a uh, super fan, uh, Jen and Sasquatch Alfredo and our good buddy, John. Um, again, if you're new to the show and you're still sticking around with us, you want to interact with us, Alex, where can they do that? Uh, please, uh, continue to, or begin interacting with us uh we do have a page on facebook we are on twitter uh, but we are most active on instagram so please make sure to give us a follow disney universe podcast on all platforms um and uh interact as i said we'll we'll have uh posts coming out for the next show posts for this show uh and as you heard here we love to read uh what you said and interact with what you're saying and on top of those places we are also on youtube uh, we uh, kind of took a little hiatus on putting uh, episodes out on YouTube, but we will still continue updating with content. Uh, Ryan's got a park trip coming up. Uh, Addie and I have a big honeymoon coming to Disney World. Um, maybe we'll even do a review for uh, Thor Love and Thunder on there. Um, so please continue keeping up with us on YouTube. That's Disney Universe TV on YouTube. Almost to those 100 followers before we can start doing lives and uh, including you guys in some of the fun stuff uh, that we are out in the Disney universe doing. So only 30 away. That's right. Uh, tell a friend, do it yourself, uh, share, share it on your story. You know, tell tell everybody about the Disney universe TV on YouTube and as well, the podcast on all, all the podcast platforms now, including Amazon prime and audible. Yeah, very cool. Very excited to get the show out on that. I will do a post after this episode is uh, out and uh, ready for download uh, to, of a, in our story about our a direct link to our YouTube, too. So if you guys want to share that, it'd be great. But um, yeah, and I found out through Audible, you can do ratings and stars. You can do that on Spotify now. So uh, feel free to leave us a review and all that good stuff. And once again, if you guys are looking forward to going to the parks or, like I said, dressing up in uh, really cool Disney, Star Wars, or Marvel clothing, and more. Uh, check out our good friends at NeverlandTrading.com. Uh, they're always having good uh, sales, uh, things coming out. I'm sure they'll have one for the 4th of July. Uh, very cool stuff. Uh, they're always coming out with the new products. And like I said, not just shirts, but also uh, hats, accessories, stickers, all that good stuff. And, of course, our good friends at Discord Apparel. Uh, awesome mashups with your favorite Disney characters, along with iconic uh, punk rock, hip hop, and metal albums. They just sold out of their recent uh, Mr. Toad uh, Slayer mashup, which I was so bummed I didn't uh, pre-order that. 
Um, that, I love that logo. And anytime you see anything, Mr. Toad is super cool. And mix it with Slayer. Why not? So um, very cool. But definitely check them out. And uh, like I said, we'll have Matt on real soon uh, to talk about the off-market mouse uh, coming up in September. So once again, I thank you guys for listening to us and interacting with us. We will be back in a few short weeks. And I guess uh, until next time. May the force be with you. Till infinity and beyond. Kenobi. Ch-ch-ch-chip and Dales. Rescue Rangers. Like me.